Welcome to the British Broadcast, the Big Black, the Boozy Book Club, with Sam and Ethan. All right, well, my buddy Ethan, Ethan, this is uh, this is a special episode. This is a special uh, episode. This is a special episode. All of our episodes special. Uh, yeah, but I would say this is an especially special episode <laughs> because Ethan, this is your this is your final final recording as a free man as a bachelor a bachelor not a free man i'm a free man now i'm a white male in america I'm about i know i'm just i'm just fucking with you i'm just fucking with you but but still that's pretty that's pretty crazy you are uh you are about to be uh set on a lifelong journey of interesting experiences and uh i i hope that our 10 listeners Wish you the best of luck in that, and I would like to raise a toast to you that no one can see of <laughs> my Neshamini Creek Brewing Company, the Shape of Hops to Come Imperial India Pale Ale, 8.5%. I raise a toast to you uh, to matrimony. Thank you, sir. That was a wonderful plug. Yeah, no problem. What are you drinking? <laughs> I am working on the unfiltered cider that we got from the log cabin brewing. We visited right in Milford, PA. Yes. It was uh, I got the growler that I'm working on. I'm almost done with it. Cool. It's good. It's, got, it's getting. A oh little yeah, you flat. sent. A, I I didn't I didn't actually realize what it was when you sent a picture, but yes, it is the growler uh, from the camping trip. Yes. Absolutely. Hopefully they they shout us back because we were like a ten person party. Yeah, you know, seriously. Tiny, tiny little room. <laughs> I have no idea who we are, but no, you know, maybe one day, one day, maybe one day they could sponsor. <laughs> that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Cool. They're, they're right very... How is it? I didn't actually. I think I might have had a sip out of someone's flight, but how is it? It's it's good. I like it. It's one of the. I like it better than Angry Orchard unfiltered because this one mm-hmm. uh, is like Angry Orchard is just like a little sweet sometimes like it's delicious yeah it is it's it is a little oh it's a much it's a bit much like I much prefer yeah. like bitter beers so it is it is a little unpleasant for me not my yeah, I definitely I definitely prefer something like I mean if it's like just one I don't mind something sweet but mm-hmm. if I'm gonna be drinking something like I got a growler of it like I don't want something overly sweet yes. you know cause that just it's hard to drink and then you get a headache the next day and I agree. That's no fun. Not fun. No, the sugar makes it so much worse, which is why wine drunk hangover is uh, is not preferable. You could get um, a bitter wine, but that mead poop. that we that mead we drank over that game of chess that was super sweet stuff. I did enjoy that though. I think it had like a certain twang to it, you know, <laughs> like a in in a flavorful sense, a twang. That's good. That's pretty much all they serve at the Renaissance Fair, and they have, they have beer too. But there you go. I'm pretty like excited for that too. Is that like an all day affair? Like, what are we doing? Like, when are we? Le- well, we'll talk about it another time. I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going to spend our episodes talking. Um. So what? Oh, uh, I had like yeah. So I've been I've been a bit uh. Well, hang on. I I'm I'm sorry. I I had a couple drinks earlier. Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually wanted to do something that, or, or at least just ask you a question, cause, just because I'm curious. Uh, cool. And even though it's a little outside the scope of what our show usually is, but to bring it back to something that's totally related to what we were just talking about, JK, not at all. Uh, it was just the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And yes. I was curious uh, if you remembered the event at all. And if so, do you remember where you were and what you were doing? I do. I actually was just talking about this uh, with my mother yesterday on the anniversary. I popped by her house as my soon-to-be wife was getting her nails done. And I scared the bejesus out of her because she had left the door <laughs> unlocked. Like the back door. I didn't, I, the, everything looked dark inside. So when I pulled up, I was like, I don't know if she's awake or anything like that. So I like went to the back door thinking it would be locked and I would just knock on it. But it was open. So I like went inside. Scared the Jesus out of her. She's like watching the memorial service like yeah. on her computer. Anyway, so we're talking about it. And I do remember because I was in first grade. Oh, I was man. seven years old. I was six years old because my birthday hadn't come yet. And I remember my mom coming to get me uh, as my class was going down the stairs for something. 
remember, you know, like how they had those like special you yeah. know, music programs, an assembly like that. or whatever. Yeah, so, not an assembly because I think it was just like it was just my class going downstairs. Oh, okay. It was like gym or art or computer lab or something like that. Something we were going downstairs for. I remember her grabbing. She had my brother. She grabbed me, and we went back to my house. And there was like ten other kids there because my mom was uh, she babysat for a lot of families. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I actually knew a lot of kids my age and in my grade and made a lot of my early friendships was because my mom babysat all these kids. So, yeah. And my mom was, when, when things started happening, people were calling my mom, asking them if she was going to the school to pick us up. And she didn't know what was going on yet because she had just been like, she had just gotten back to the house and, you know, started doing stuff around the house, et cetera, et cetera. And, and she started walking towards the school because we're only a couple blocks from our elementary school. She yeah. says that as she was walking, fighter jets were flying overhead. Wow. And she was like, what the fuck is going on? So she got to the school and the school was just like, so are you taking all of them? She was like, what do you mean all of them? She's like, we had 12 parents call and say you're the emergency contact for their kid. Are you <laughs> taking all of them? That's, and, uh, you know, it's not a funny situation. It's kind of just a, a funny detail. Oh, so she You're did. taking all of them? Yeah, so she was like, she was like, yeah, I guess so. So all of those kids came back to my house. We How did you all went... fit in the car? We did. We walked. We all walked. It was only two blocks away. Oh, okay. Back. All right, all right. My elementary school was, was literally two blocks from my house. So we all walked back to my house. She sent all of us into the basement because there was like a hangout room, kind of kid room in the basement. Secretly, your mom was like, we need to go into the bunker. Yeah, well, that was kind of what was funny. She was like, you all wanted to go outside and play. And she's just, and she's like thinking to herself, like, there were just fighter jets flying overhead. You're not going out fucking side. What are you, out of your mind? Yeah. Like, obviously, like, we didn't know any of that stuff was going on. So, yeah, she just sent us into the basement. And, like, you know, that was, that was kind of my. Oh, you, oh, she didn't, she didn't have you watching it on the television? No, no, I don't think we watched it. I think I remember later in the day seeing the news, but like still not comprehending. comprehending. So you, so you on. weren't, you weren't aware of it as it was happening, essentially. No, and even if I think that if I had been aware that something had happened, I don't think as a six-year-old the scope of what was happening, like because we were all just kids, like we were like, oh my god, yeah. half day of school, like this is dope. Yeah, right. I, uh, I act, I have no recollection of it. Not even a little bit. Well, like, you've been, a, what, four years old? I was, I was, I would have been still in preschool. Yeah, I would have been four years old, um, almost five. Uh, and my mother apparently came and picked my brother and me up from school. And I just simply don't remember it. Uh, I remember stuff from 2000. I remember going on family trips, uh, you know, then. Um, right. And... Sorry, something distracted me outside. I remember going on family trips, you know, before then, but I, I simply just don't remember this event because, you know, it didn't happen to me. Um, thankfully, you know, I don't know anyone. I never, I never, no one that I knew that knew anybody that knew anybody, uh, at least within my circle of people, uh, were affected by this. So I guess you can count me lucky in that regard. Um, but apparently my mother came and picked my brother up uh, from school. He's... Uh, quite a bit older than I am, so we were in different, you know, different buildings. Um, and uh, you know, according to her, you know, my brother um, was not, you know, confused about what was going on, and she was like explaining it, and then was like, "Just look outside. There's no planes in the sky. Like, there's not a, you know, how you can you can look up at almost any time of day right. now, and for our entire lives." And just look up and you see the little streak of the condensation. Obviously, it's really the chemtrails and everyone trying to poison us, JK. Uh, of course. You know, the condensation of the of the exhaust. Um, and it's like you can always see a plane. And, you know, there's no planes in the sky right now. Like, damn. Like, what a, what a freaking wacky day, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, been yeah. to the I've been to the museum. Um, you know, I've seen all the footage, but I just simply don't, you know, some people, I, I think there was certain, like, you know, people have done, like, psychological studies of what people remember and people get stuff wrong, you know, when they, like, ask them to recall things from memory. Um, yeah, yeah. And some people can, maybe maybe they were just old enough to, like, 
you know, remember the day, but then actually all of their memories are just of footage from later. You know, maybe they weren't seeing it live or something like that. Like, I can't convince myself that I actually remember it. You know, I simply just don't. So I don't know if that makes me lucky or anything, but yeah. I think that's just, that's just how some things happen in, in yeah. a certain sense. Like, I mean, I don't think that people who, when I, when I talk to people who do know, like, were, like, aware you know, like, uh, if I talk to my fiance's parents or my parents um, and stuff like yeah. that, like, there's there's no difference in... There's no reference, no. There's no difference in confusion. Because, oh, like, no, oh, I mean, no, I'm sorry. I, I misheard what you said. Did you say difference? Well, there's no difference? There's no difference in confusion, no. like, between us and them. Like, they didn't know what the hell was going on either. Like, unless you were in New York watching it happen as it happened. Well, even then, even then, nobody... No, there was not one single party, you know at at the beginning or during that event that knew every detail of what was going on. No, not not every detail, but I'm saying, like, there was a point from what I could, like, when I watch docs and I read things about it, is, like, mm -hmm. most people, nobody, most people did not see the first plane hit. Like, everybody just saw a building no, on fire. No, no, there's that great, I say great, great's the wrong word, but I mean, like, you know, pristine footage of the firemen looking for a gas leak. Exactly. There's, like, yeah. Most people didn't know that it was a plane. And then, so, a lot of people would watch, and then they would see the second plane. And then they were like, oh, okay, something's very, very wrong here. Yeah, it you know went from saying? an accident like, to definitely on purpose. Exactly. Like, maybe an accident to definitely on purpose. Exactly. And that was the point where I think the panic started striking a lot of people. But even when the panic strikes people, you still don't know what to do. You don't know what's going on. Like, we, no. you know, for a society that probably definitely never, and that for that generation, never experienced anything like that like maybe an older generation like, who like were alive for and like cog cognizant for pearl harbor would be like but even oh, this so, there's no th those that footage wasn't immediately disseminated over over you know 24-hour news coverage you know what i mean it's exactly yeah so it's it, nothing very... compares i mean it's easily it has to be like up there with the moon landing on like one of the most televised and watched events in history I was, it was funny. Well, that's not funny. It's not funny. I'll rephrase that. Uh, but I was talking with my mom, and I was like, your generation just dealt with so much, like, live trauma. Like, they had the Challenger explosion happen when they were, like, kids. Yeah. 80s. So, like, they watched that happen, and they had 9-11 happen. So you're just, like, you're just piling televised trauma yeah, on right. for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's It's crazy. I, you know... I just wanted to get your perspective on it because 20, you know, saying that, you know, it's been 20 easy, I mean, years. Easy, it's 20 years is just like a crazy long amount of time. Crazy. Well, it was crazy too. Cause I was walking around work on Friday and I work in a school. So I heard one of the teachers explaining to her class a little bit about nine 11. They probably are, I think they were third graders. So like they mm -hmm. can kind of get it a little bit. Yeah. And one of the students asked like how old she was. He said, I was in fifth grade. I'm like, that's crazy. Four years older than me. Yeah. Because I was in first grade, so she was in fifth grade. Like, I can't even imagine being a fifth grader when it happened. Our old boss from the sandwich shop, he was in high school when it happened. Like, I can't imagine the panic. Like, we, we were kind of blessed in a way, not only to not lose people, uh, but to, like, just not comprehend uh, the seriousness of what was happening that day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, other than the brief memories that I have of events in 2000 and maybe one or two in 1999, I have pretty much no conception of a pre-9-11 world. Yeah, yeah, I, I have very, very little of a pre-9-11 world. Very little. It's wacky like shit, wacky stuff. shit, man. And time yeah. keeps on slipping. Time keeps on slipping. I actually really dislike that song. Oh wrong about that but we'll i just, just don't i just don't like it i I'll just move. think i just think it's i just think it's lame like i think all the i think tropes about like flying and shit are like really lame. well he they were probably on drugs so. that's true that's true um well enough about horrific sadness uh now just horrific laziness not horrific laziness um a lot uh, you know multiple things have been happening at the moment uh i am moving soon so i've been um kept away from my ability to read as much as I need to. Um, and so I haven't read everything that I said that I was starting or did even start on the Instagram, uh, if you're willing to forgive me that. 
I will, but, but the mob of Instagram might not. The mob of Instagram. And I got to be honest. Um, is it the mob of Twitter? Is 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 it something else for I think I think that the I think that the maybe fifty something people that follow our Instagram account probably aren't going to care. Oh, we have um, sixty four followers, I think. All right, uh, whatever. I'm just um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I didn't end up reading Edward Bellamy. In fact, I only read the introduction. <laughs> um, and I got to be honest, I read like the first, you know, the uh, what is it? Looking backwards, right? And I and I read the first few pages, and I was like. Ooh, this is really dense. Wow. Yeah. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, and I think I will read this book at some point, Ethan, but it's not going to be for this 52-book challenge. Oh, it goes so quick. It's That's all right. I only read it because uh, a professor of mine actually recommended it to me when I was in college. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't part of our actual reading for the class, but he said he thought I would like it. I got it, and I just never got around to reading it. And then I don't know what made me actually read it. I saw it somewhere online, like somebody brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, I have that book. Maybe I should, like, you know, read it this time. I knew the concept, like I knew what happens, like yeah. for the most part, in the book. I never actually read it. I think it actually came up when I was reading... Oh, you know what it came up? When I read uh, The Anarchist, mm -hmm. the assassination of McKinley, I'm pretty sure yeah. the guy who assassinates McKinley really liked that book. Oh, very good. I think that's what propped it into my brain again. I was just like, oh yeah, I have that book. I, maybe I should read that and see like why this guy maybe wanted to kill the president. Yeah, well... <laughs> didn't answer my you question. Know. didn't answer my question, to be honest. There you go. It's like it's it's like the South Park episode about uh, Catcher in the Rye, and right. and fucking uh, Mr. Mark David, uh, kill John Lennon. <laughs> right, that was it. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Wasn't that what he did? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Eh, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. But what I did read was um, I did. I'm about. <laughs> I actually didn't finish 2001 yet. I'm about halfway through that. I'll finish that in the next few days, I, I swear. Um, but I did read Isaac Asimov's book on Alpha Centauri that you lended to me, um, which was pretty cool. It had a lot of the same elements that the universe did, which is one that I read earlier for this 52 book challenge. Um, and, you know, it's just more focused on the nearest star as it is as it stands, right? About four and a half-ish light years away. Um, the astounding thing is that when they try to put that into scale, it just sort of, you know, amplifies how completely <laughs> hopeless the situation is to get to other stars. Uh, because they were like, yeah, this closest star, which is four and a half light years away, just imagine that the sun is a marble, right? Just, a, just an average marble then Alpha Centauri is three slightly smaller marbles, because it's three stars in a three-star system, 85 kilometers away. Which is like... <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, what, do you, what does that even mean? Like, how, how fucking far out do we have to go to get anywhere in this place, man? It's like, the planets are far away, the stars are even farther away. Crazy. Super far. Super fucking far. And a lot of it's like, you know, highlighting the physical, you know, discoveries about it, like its location in the sky, like the, the discovery of this, the fact that it's a multiple star system. And, and it, he incorporates other aspects of like the greater universe, the universe at large. Um, but it's more centrally focused around that star. And I just think it's an interesting little science book. It's from the 70s, I think. Uh, so it might be a little outdated. But actually quite outdated, but uh, I thought it was fun and it was long enough to fit the criterion for this challenge. And that's all I've got to say about it. That's all I've got to say about it. This is going to be a short episode then because uh, I, I did finish the two books that I had sent you. I haven't, uh, yep. I haven't gotten to a third one because obviously we were roughing it in the woods like some, yep. uh, <clears throat> I don't know, some ruffians. 
That's right. That was four days of no reading because I was mostly intoxicated for it. And, yep, uh, I actually brought the Edward Bell- Bellamy book with a with a <sighs> an innocence in my heart, thinking I would actually read. There was no, I thought I literally picked my book up, looked at it, and I was like, I'm not gonna finish <laughs> you. And I put I put it down. I was like, it's a, I was like, really, if I have a minute to read, I have a couple books on my phone I can pull up and read. But I was yeah, like, there's yeah. no way that I'm going to be reading during this trip. I was like, no. cause I was thinking about like, when, when was that going to happen? When I'm going to go yeah, to sleep? Yeah, I realized right now, that God. the first night when I went to bed, I realized that I was like, oh, there's no reading. There's no reading. There's no there are reading. no, there is no printed word. I had so many activities planned. It's all right. I know. Um, I know. Well, so the first one I read was uh, the restaurant at the end of the universe. I don't really yep. have much to say about it. It was fun. It was, uh, I really enjoy kind of like the, the goofy sci-fi as like, break from some of the more like depressing or like hardcore science fiction that I well, I, wait Ethan I have a question I apologize okay. did we actually discuss the first one yeah we did and there's not did. like there really isn't much to, to say about them mm-hmm. um, very goofy uh, which I think is like the fun part That's about it it's like point. yeah well it's not just the point but it's also like I think it's kind of poking fun at the seriousness of science fiction in a weird way. Yeah. It's just like, you take this all so serious and we're just going to like make uh, like Earth a side project of these, you know, trans-dimensional beings that disguise themselves as what Earthlings call mice. And like, <laughs> that's, just, that's just like funny. It's not like ha-ha funny, but it's just like... It's absurdist. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's funny to watch, like, a human, no less, like, an Englander, uh, just, like, navigating this absurd world that, like, makes sense to the guy that's navigating him through it. Like, to him, just makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, you get to just kind of laugh about it all as they're going through it. And, like, there's definitely, like, a story behind it. I almost wish that they have continued making movies with it. Um, I thought, like, was the, the movie even that good? I don't even remember. No, not that the movies were that good, but, like... I think there was only one, one, right? There was only one. But I'm saying, like, you know, if, if they had continued... I think that's probably why they didn't, you know, continue. You know, because, like, it was just... Casting wasn't spectacular. I did enjoy... God, what's that guy's name? Uh, Alan Rickman was in it. Really? Yeah, Alan Rickman was the robot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we would not have Alan Rickman. In. No, he was. Uh, him and David Bowie died on like the same day, I think. Did really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What are we talking about? What are you looking up? Are you looking up something? I don't know the name of the act. One of the actors from Hitchhiker's Galaxy. Who knows? Um, oh, well, we just lost. Fantastic actor. Who? Um, he played Omar in The Wire. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. I I uh, I never watched The Wire, but I've seen him in oh. other stuff, and I can't remember what it is. And I hear The Wire is a great show, so maybe I'll check it out at some point. The Wire is a fantastic show. Uh, I think everybody kind of knows that it gets like the last season isn't like the best season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But um, Michael Williams. Sounds like he's... excuses to me. Ah. Uh... Oh, he kills it in that show. He's very, very good in that show. Right on. The character is, like, one of the best characters. It's almost like shame when he's not... Oh, Sam Rockwell, that's who I was looking for. Sam Rockwell's great, but he's not dead. He's not dead, but he was very good as Zaphod Peeblebrox, who is, like, the president of the galaxy. Right on. I didn't know Sam Rockwell was, was in movies that early on. Uh, so he's, uh, I enjoy him a lot in his Me too. role. He's great. He also was really good as George Bush in yes, Vice. Yes, in Vice. Oh yes. my god. And he was great Kills in Three it. Billboards. I don't think I saw that one. That's a great movie. Uh, who else is in that? Fucking, um, Francis McDormand. Good shit. But, uh, yeah, so what do you think of the second one? second book you mean that's what i said second one well you said second one i said second book yeah man but there's no second movie so i'm talking about the book 
but you know, it was all right. What? Anyway, Fine. it was Fair. it was good. It was just as good as the. Like I said, it's a nice break from science fiction, like the serious science fiction. Um, yeah. I'm glad that I have it in like the broken up ones because I kind of get to like cheat and feel like okay, I read a book. Not that yeah. I couldn't have done it with like the whole thing and just be like, ah, oh, this is the break point or whatever. Yes. Because uh, I'm probably going to take a break for, for a little while, because, like, I enjoy the break from serious science fiction, but then there's a part of me that's like, I want to get back to more serious science fiction, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I, uh, in the, in, the, in the context of reading, like, bulk books, I think I'm going to, at some point, try to do the, uh, the four Bachman books in one go. Oh, yeah? Yeah, as, like, four uh, of them. Running Man is, is my favorite out of that collection. That's the one I, that's counting down, right? Yeah. That was right, the one yeah. that reminded me of the uh, the book you were talking about. Which was? Uh, the one about the guy on the plane. The one about the guy on the plane? Is it a Vonnegut? A Vonnegut. Oh, 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 no. Uh Palinuk, um, uh, Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Survivor, was, there you that go. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Very, oh, very okay, s- oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, all right, fair. All right, I'm already looking forward to it, because Survivor was pretty funny. Uh, this Survivor, one's not very funny, but it Survivor is, very... is ri- Survivor is fucking ridiculous. I thought I about Cat's Cradle. Have you read Cat's... You haven't read that one yet. No, you no, I haven't, like I, haven't, I haven't borrowed that from you yet. I would like that. Indeed, like that I'm sure I would. Um, but, so, so, what do you do? One to ten, how was the, how was the steak at the restaurant at the end of the universe, Ethan? <laughs> um, it it uh, uh, to be honest, like I enjoy the books, but like I've read a lot of really good books this year. This one doesn't mm-hmm. even like come close to like tops. Well, some of them you can't even compare. Like, how do you even compare a Douglas Adams book to like Jeffrey Dahmer's father? Well, I, I don't even think Jeffrey Dahmer's father is coming that close to my top, to be honest. Like, it was a good book. Well, okay, fair enough. I'm speaking wrong, for myself. But... I'm speaking for myself. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, whatever. Okay, there's got to be some example of something that you've read that you thought was great. Like, I mean, okay, The Anarchist. Like, did you think that was one of your top ones? No, I don't think so either. Damn. Um, All I, right, well, then I, you know what? I then you know what? We need, to, we need to dedicate, before we do our big, super-duper, big, last, final, big book, Um, we need to, like, do a recap of the year and, like, do... You know, yeah, we definitely we definitely should. My fiance actually mentioned that we should do that. That would be a good thing to do. Yes. I, I will say that number one still for me has not been touched is Killers of the Flower Moon. That book was stupendous. Yeah. Like right on. I can't even believe that I waited so long to read that book. And while it sat on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, well the text but, always existed, right? So it's one of those ones where I'm just like, damn. Damn. Would you recommend it to anyone, Ethan? I'd recommend it to anybody who can stomach what I just read. Well, then maybe I'll do it. Because I have a... I mean, one of my favorites is... I I don't... You know, I don't know that I could pick a certain favorite right now. I'd have to look back at them to to really figure out which one I think is the best. But Enemy at the Gates is up there. Um, That was just horrific, but... uh, Yeah. Body God is Gun is probably one of my favorites as well. Did I read that Yeah, but we didn't do that. Did you do that for the challenge? I don't know. You don't, don't remember? I, I don't think, I don't think you did. I, did. I think you just You're read right. it before then, right. and you were you were you were taken by it just like I was. Uh, we need to just at some, we've we've mentioned it before, man. We need to just do like a specific episode on that book because that that's one of the crazy. that's one yeah, of the most. We have to do that one, and then War is a Racket because those two I think are especially in the context of you know our the twenty you, year anniversary. Ethan, of, Ethan, Ethan, have you read Enemy at the Gates or? Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. I read All Quiet on the Western Front back in Or high Enemy school. at the Gates. Not Enemy at the Gates, though. Have you read the other one, though? All Quiet on the Western Front? Yes. I read that back in high school. Okay, do you remember it, like, well enough that you could expound no, on no, it? No, no, no. no that, okay. that, that, was like, that was, like, before freshman year. We're going on, like, almost 15 years. So I, what I think we should do, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm not a big, like, you know, gung-ho military guy, but I certainly support the people that uh, you know, sacrifice a lot of their quality of life, if not their lives, for whatever reason. Um, and I think that maybe like a Veterans Day thing, we could like talk about those books or something like that. 
Or you could do something like that. Yeah. Um, if you read those two, I think we'd, all, we'd both be caught up because I've read them all recently enough that... Because I think that's a good selection. And, you know, we could just do a, do a chat on those specific books. Uh, but that's, a, that's an aside. Um, so I mentioned the book that I read, right? The Asimov book. And you just yes. did the restaurant? I did the restaurant, and the second one was The Night Watchman. And, uh, okay, so why don't you talk about that, and we'll do we'll do something out of the ordinary. You you talk about this second one that you read because I have a uh, a rather extensive one to discuss with you. Okay, so the 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 Night Watchman I actually love. This one's gonna probably be in the top five. Cool. Um, All right, let's hear it. So it follows a tribe of Chippewa Indians in like. Native Americans, Indians. I don't know which one they prefer in this. Uh, I, I I just go by whatever they say they don't care about, and I've seen interviews with them where they where some of them have said, "You've always called us Indians. That's what we're called." Yeah, that's language, why. I, so that's what we call you know. They're they're Chippewa. They're Chippewa, sure. and um, so it's the 1950s. It follows a couple main characters in tribe. Yeah. Um, but the the main story revolves around a girl named Patrice, Patrice, who is also known as Pixie. Patrice, Patrice, <laughs> yeah. Her her sister Vera goes to the city to marry this like white guy, uh, but then she kind of disappears and nobody's heard from her in months. But there's that track of the story, which is like Patrice and her mother mm-hmm. trying to find her sister, and then there's uh, a fellow named Thomas uh, Wasnock, I think is how you say his name. It's very hard. They have a lot of interesting consonant combinations. What in uh, Polish? No, when they tra- when they translate their their names, I guess, because he's he's Native American. Uh, yeah. He's oh, like- I'm sorry. I, wait, did you? I'm sorry. I just had Polish pop into my head. Did you? What was the name again? Thomas Wasnock. Oh, okay. Did you mention Poland at all, or am I just going crazy? No, yeah, you're just. No, I think I think that I think that name just like, cause I don't know, it just sounded Polish. Is well, this, it is, this has nothing to do with Polish people. Uh, no, he's he's not oh. Polish, as far oh. as I know. Nobody in this book is. Uh, might be like one Polish guy, possibly. Maybe. Silly no, me. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe I had an old person moment just then. You, you did. You did. Yeah, you had well. a Polish moment there. <laughs> I love it. Go on. <laughs> so Thomas is the actual night watchman. Yeah. So, there we go. Said it. And he is the, the I'm going to forget the, if I ever read it, so don't worry. I know, but he's the night watchman at the jewel bearing plant that Patrice works at, and it's like a it's a government of like factory. They they put like tools onto like I don't know what I don't know what they're used for to be honest, like cuz you know, this was the 1950s when we actually like made our own shit here. Yeah, but um, and this factory came to this like kind of impoverished area, so it provided work for a lot of people. Hence, Thomas is the night watchman. Patrice works during the day, you know, uh, placing jewels. Very tedious work. And Thomas is like one of the tribal leaders, elders, um, and they have this bill that's just come up, and it's basically trying to dissolve the tribe. Mm. This is all. This is all like this is a fictional story. This is all. It, sound, based it on, sounds like you're reading me like a history lesson. Well, it is. It's based on a real situation. I right? I believe it. I believe you it. You know. So like, what I loved about this book, right? So like, the, my favorite book is about like a real, like his real historical fact by fact telling of a true crime that happened to a Native American tribe in the yeah. 1920s, and this is a fictionalized story about a tribe in the 1950s, but it is, like, it actually, certain elements of it actually happened. Uh, you could argue whether or not, like, the chapter that follows the ghost of this kid, Roderick, who, you know, died of TB, is a real, you know, story. But, like, that's what's interesting about, uh, I guess, like, Native culture is, like, they're a storytelling culture. Like, yeah. their stories, while not, you know, to, you know, our rational brains, quote-unquote, true... Tell truth, which is what I always loved about uh, like really good fiction. Is like 
it won't be true, but it will tell really deep truths. And so, like, that's what this story has, has really done, is it explained a lot of the interactions between the government and you know, tribes and tribal members with each other and tribal members with, like, you know, uh, other white people that live in the area. And, you know, especially during the 1950s, um, it's a very... I just I thought the storytelling was spectacular. Mm. I really can't like this is one. This is you know being the reason I read it is because I kept hearing it pop up at all these podcasts I was listening to, and I was just like, all right, like I have to read this book. Like everybody is talking about this book, so that was why I ended up reading it. I'm like so glad that I read it. The storytelling is just so spectacular. It really. The author just has such a way with words, describing like everything that's going on, and just like breaking up the story in such like has such a cadence to it. Like I mm. I can't describe it any better. Than like that. a rhythm like, almost. It's just like I cannot like the chapters are just the right length. <laughs> you'll get you'll get like a really long chapter, like maybe eight pages, and then you'll get like. Five chapters in a row that are all like a page, a page and a half, two pages, and it, she kind of like builds you up like a crescendo to give you like a long chapter, and then yeah. pulls it cools it off again. It's just it just moves so well, and like you care so much about these characters. Very the way cool. that I like I haven't in a little while, especially when you compare like the book I came off of it was like you know the restaurant at the end of the universe, which is just like goofy absurdist absurd like, named characters who are aliens and one of them has two heads and this is a depressed robot and like then <laughs> i get to like this story and i'm just like wow this is like this is like peak fiction right here peak fiction writing there you go really really, really good very cool and you would recommend it to anyone this one's definitely making top five very definitely cool top five. i mean I, I would have to find some crazy good books to follow this one for this one to not make it in top five well, let me let me tell you about something that's not making it anywhere near the top five, Ethan. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but continue. Go ahead. What is it going to be, Ethan? No, 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 you go ahead. I don't want to. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I finally, finally, Ethan, finished. <laughs> I finished the Old Testament of the King James Bible, and by God. Is that one of the most repetitive, boring, uninspired <laughs> pieces of literature I've ever read in my life? Like, like I even have two books with my name. You know what I mean? It's like I should be I should be reading this like, ooh, this is cool. And I'm just some lame prophet or whatever. Not me, obviously. The guy with that my name. Sounds fitting. That sounds, sounds fitting. Sounds fitting, right? Me pro prophet or it's not even prophesizing. It's prophet prophes prophesying in the Bible. Hey, based on your review of the book, you would be an awful prophet. I don't know. I would be I a fucking terrible prophet, dude. I was like, there were some parts where I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I I cannot. I I, I thought I was being punked, Ethan. I thought I thought Ashton Kutcher was going to bust through my door at any moment and tell me you fucking believed that people believed that the creator of the universe thought all of this shit was what he really wanted you to know. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Like goddamn, it's that silly. Like all of the random laws about random shit like that doesn't matter like in everyday life, like random middle of the desert nowhere politics that somehow is really important but there's no mention of like electrons you know what i mean <laughs> they definitely didn't know about electrons then silly but but, but but you know what i mean like couldn't god just be like hey look at these tiny things man they're electrons like we know they're there right now we do right this is you know that knowledge is definitely incorporated in the fact that i'm talking to you right now um and there's you know i i just i mean what can i say i'm a godless heathen but you know i'm still reading the book you know i cannot believe that you read this and then your review is like this was boring don't think it was meant for that buddy 
don't think it was. No, no, no. You're, you're you're missing my point. Then, I, then, then I have to be more clear. You're missing my point, Ethan. This is supposed to be the word of God, right? Right? Like this is what this is some people. Yeah. This is what that's my point, right? And and if I, and if it was any other book, which there is, but if it was any other book that that is like as popular, I would be saying the same thing about it, even if it wasn't this one. If people still believed in Zeus, I'd be like, dude. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> like, but at least like there was some aspect of reality that people had unexplained, you know, lightning strikes. They're like, oh, this seems angry. There must be some being behind it. And then, of course, there isn't. And we learn. Right. But like. All I learned about Zeus is he just banged anybody he could. That's right. Like and that's what God should there. be. But that's but my, my point about the book is that there are people in our society like a good, good, like multiple tens of percents of our country's population that believe that this is the word of the creator of everything. Everything. And it's filled with just gobbledygook. But and also, I would probably argue that most of those people haven't actually read. I completely agree with you, Ethan. I completely agree with you, which makes it all the more astounding that someone would hold up something that they haven't read and haven't inspected in any way and say, this is the inerrant word of God. Uh, I find that astounding. Um, I also find it amazing, just on a pure numbers kind of point, that it took me this long to get to the uh, New Testament. Um, testament. Uh, but it, it's, it's you know, it fits in the year. I mean, it's like 750 pages for the old one, three, 250 for the new one. Uh, and so... I mean, they're both old, but, um, you know, but like splitting up the year, but you know, there were some weird divisions going on that made it seem strange, like one Psalm per day, but now you have to read four pages of Ezekiel. It's like, God damn. Um, yeah, not very, not very fun. Uh, and did you see the post I made? No, I don't think I did. Oh, all right. Well, it was, it was the, one of the best puns I've done for a post yet. And I, t I think I told you what the what the caption was going to be. I had a picture of, like, the page that says, The New Testament of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I said, uh, as the caption, Jesus Christ, finally. Brilliant. Not one of your better <laughs> ones, but... What? Are you kidding me, Ethan? That's... That's... That's so funny. <laughs> you think I've made better ones than that? I think that's really, like, one of the better ones. <laughs> you are not... You're not doing yourself any favors now, then. I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'm, I have no I have no illusions about, you know, my perspective on this. This is I, I don't I don't think I'm reading anything other than a book. It's just a book. Um, and I'm what's what's kind of funny is I've I've been reading the Quran as well. And so I'll obviously talk about that when I'm finished with it as well with the New Testament, which counts as a separate book, by the way. We agreed on this. Right. I can buy the New and Old Testament separately. Therefore, they're different books and each uh, exceeding the minimum length that is required. Um, so you must agree this is fair. Um, it's, but, it's fine. It's right like you're, you're taking, you're taking this way more literal than I am. Uh, as is my nature. So, uh, I'm like on the, they're called surahs in the Quran, by the way, S-U-R-A. They're not called, uh, chapters, but they're called surahs, but it's the same principle. There's 114 surahs in the Quran, and I think I've gotten through 52 of them. Uh, you'll find my review of this will also be really repetitive. Um, but I'm I'm through like 52 of them, which means there's like uh, 90 more to go. Or no, no, that was terrible math. Jesus Christ, 60 more to go. Uh, but it's like I've I've gotten through 350 out of the 450 pages. So it's like the last ones are really, 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 really short, like fractions of a page towards the end. So as I read the daily requirement of the Holy Bible and also the Quran. Uh, their requirements are going to get easier and easier. But uh, yeah, this is, it's a slog regardless. These old as hell religious texts, um, one of them translated into English in the 1600s and one of them translated into English, at least this version in the 1980s, um, are quite a chore to get through. Um, yeah, and no bones about it, man. It's fucking tiring. But at least I can say I did it. That's true. Old, I got through uh, the old. I got through the old fucking testament in in the the King James version. Thee, thy, thou, ye, yea, o, lo, your pencil. I don't know why I said that. That's for reference to something, but it's think, just all. Re 
What's up? I think after you finish those, you should read this book that I have called A History of God that talks okay. like basically from the beginning. Like the when there was nothing. Uh, no, just like a history of like our conception of like monotheistic religion, uh, starting yes. with like Old Testament uh, Jewish believers, um, and then I I, met, I haven't actually finished the whole book. I had it years and years ago. I got it in college, so I read about yeah. halfway through it. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like reading a bunch of books at once and one got put down. And uh, anyway, uh, since you'll have read uh, the three three of the majors as well three of the majors so, that's right three of the majors you might as well read a book that kind of you know has a more you know big scope to some of those religions and like the history of it i find those those that's like an interesting way to do it is you read the actual text and then you read the thing that kind of like puts those texts into historical perspective indeed that's a fun thing don't you have two copies of the apocrypha the what now the apocrypha Maybe. The apocryphal texts of the Bible. Because uh, I remember, I remember standing in your in your uh, your library, your little library room, and the saying, lost the lost books of the Bible, like the those, whatever ones fucking, or whatever, whatever the hell they're yeah. fucking called. I, I think I do have two two different books. About no, they're, they're, sta- they're one of them might be, have a little bit more, but they're the same idea. And I asked you if I could have one, and you said no. Well, I already gave you my copy of the Bachman books. I know, but but I don't know. I figured you'd be like, I have two of this. I don't Maybe know if they're the can... exact same thing. I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. So let's Whatever. It doesn't matter that. to me. You know what? I've really honestly had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got the entire... I'm, I'm in the gospel according to St. Matthew right now. Uh, and I've read the Sermon on the Mount and Satan tempting Jesus. So I'll I'll review the New Testament when I'm done. But already, it's already easier to read. I also have a red-letter Bible, so it's like everything that Jesus spake is in red, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I've read thus far. Uh, I got to finish uh, 2001. I'm about halfway through that, and I'm pretty much not going to read Ever Rebellion right now. So I'm probably going to give that back to you uh, for fine. now. That's fine. Yeah, return all my books. I will. I still, uh, another friend of ours and I need to switch. Currently, uh, both the Jeffrey Dahmer father book and the graphic novel and Johnny Got His Gun uh, are in her possession. Um, and it's been months now. And we still have to trade books back. Uh, yeah, well. Um, so I still have to read uh, of yours. I still have to read, what the fuck is it called? It's an Aldous Huxley book. Uh, perennial philosophy. Perennial philosophy. Do you have you read it? Yes, I did. I read that back in college when I got it. it was did very you like it? I did. I mean, I was um, I don't know how to describe this. I was interested in the it's like cross connections between all like religions that's why i was reading like that mm-hmm. the varieties of religious experience you know yeah. history of god like i was reading a lot of different uh, things to kind of ease out spirituality because like i was also mm-hmm. taking you know like philosophy courses so i was like reading about like you know all the exchanges between different philosophers and like the problem of evil and like the the nature of reality and like yeah. intuition and the philosophy of mind. So I'm reading all that and I'm like, you know what I'm lacking here? Some like religious you know, interpretations of certain things. So it's like yeah. interesting to read how, because you know, Huxley was into philosophy, obviously. Mm. Um, it's interesting to read like his stuff, his take on philosophy and religion and then take somebody else's take on it kind of put it into a historical perspective. I think that's the most interesting thing to me, is, like, the evolution of ideas throughout history. I find, like, a lot of spirituality is just like that. But that's Mm. why perennial philosophy is interesting, because, like, Huxley is just like, they thought this then, and then they thought it again now. And then they thought it again, (laughs) like, this time. Oh, I see, because it's perennial, yes. Exactly, so it's like how it keeps, how these certain ideas keep popping up over and over and over again throughout time. Interesting. 
very interesting. Okay, stuff. well then I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to it then because you know what? I bet it's fucking better than Island. <laughs> that was agony. Uh, well, that yeah, was this awful. This one doesn't. It's not a main character in a hospital bed this time. He he's. Uh, it's, isn't it just collections of texts and then yeah, you know, I, I, it on is. Things? Yeah, I was gonna fuck with you for a minute there, but yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just winging it. As I was gonna see what came out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, finished. I'm sorry I ruined that. That would have been funny <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> sorry about that. I've already read the synopsis, Ethan. Ah <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um. So, wait a minute. So when what what book are you at now? Hang on a second. Are you past the halfway mark already? I thought I was way past the halfway mark. Aren't you in the I... 30s now? Maybe you're in the yeah, 30s. Yeah, I'm in the 30s now. I believe. Let's see. You're at because okay, so I I guess my numbers are a little bit fibbing kind of because I threw down to uh, Edward Bellamy and I'm just not going to read that. I'm just really I don't feel like it to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I finished The Shining. I finished I finished Island. Uh, I'm halfway through 2001, and I did finish the New Testament and Isaac Asimov. So the only one that I'm really lying about right now is Edward Bellamy. So I'll I'll strike that from the numbers. So I'm not really at 39. When I finish uh, 2001, I'll be at 38 books started and finished. Um, so I guess I'm lying a little bit there. But you are at 31. Yeah, you're you're a bit past halfway. Do you think you'll do it, Ethan? You know, there was a I had a moment of doubt this morning where I was like, you know what, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna do it because I think about all. Of, I have I have so much stuff that's going. Like, let me explain to you. Like, I would. I just finished... love that I caught you on the day you had a doubt. <laughs> I really did. I woke up this morning and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, man. Because, like, there was, like, all right, let me explain. Like, at work, I was at work and I would take my lunch break and I had, like, a solid hour. I could, like, Mm -hmm. read for an hour while I ate my lunch, right? And then, like, you know, you go home, you don't really have too much to do. So, like, maybe you get, like, a half hour reading and then you have, like, a couple minutes before bed, you read a little bit more. So, like, all told... I might like a get on a good day a whole two hours of reading in, and I could read a lot in two hours. Yeah, like you know, if I had that schedule constant, I'd have I would have absolutely no doubts. I, the school just started this past week, like the day we got like the day after we came back from uh, camping. Yeah, and holy shit, I think I sat for fifteen minutes. I got fifteen Damn. minutes to just sit down. It's so busy. Um. That being said, it's calmed down a little bit, so I might get like you know my half hour lunch that I can like sit and read for mm-hmm. um but like again i'm still like on call there's still school going on it's very hard to like get that going by the time i get home i'm fucking exhausted like i'm getting up at five in the morning by the time i crawl into bed i'm just like i need to sleep so yeah the only doubt that i had was like if you know if i'm putting out like there were days i didn't read for like three days even after camping yeah i've been like, slacking a bit dude I, I was definitely slacking i was like if this continues, i'm slacking I need this to really continues. get back into the groove, dude. Yeah, I gotta get back into the groove. Going out to nature really threw me off, man. <laughs> but nature. I mean, I've been, I've, I've got a lot going on with like moving and shit, and it's been getting in the way, and it's. Yeah, I clearly, yeah. I obviously have a lot going on as well with uh, work and yeah, know, man. this whole like getting but, married thing. Holy shit! Yeah, right. That's that's probably taking a lot of planning time. Um, so are you, are you, um, are you confident that you will, you will see this challenge? You know what? I'm the type of person that, like, I think that if you think too hard about a thing, it makes it hard. Like, you psych yourself out, and it I'm does. not going to psych myself out. No, you All just got to keep do, reading. I'm just going to keep chugging away. Like, if I don't finish, like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, it was a challenge. Like, the whole thing exactly. was... To try. Like, see how many books you can read in one year. Like, if you can do more than 52, fantastic. If you can do just 52, that's awesome. That's still like a fantastic goal to reach, like a book yeah. a week for an entire year. Seriously, like, though, on average, at least. Like that's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, and if I, I, get, I am. Yeah. Even if I get to like high 40s or yeah. like whatever, like that's still pretty awesome. That's more. More than the I've, average American, I bet. That's more than I've read since college. Like, are you kidding really, me? Though. Yeah. It's been so. I, I like we're we're only you know what, uh, maybe three fifths of the way through. It's been great so far. I've really enjoyed this. I've enjoyed it. I've read so much more of my library than I ever thought that I was going to get through. <laughs> no, it's been and so. It's been a great time. If I keep chugging it. along like this, I'll actually have read everything in my library. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I how much? More, I, how much? What percentage do you think you have left? 
At this point, I probably have reached like the halfway point of my library. Oh, I was surprised. You've got that many books that you haven't read? Oh, you have to remember a lot of books were books that I, I acquired and read for school. So like, that's like a good third of that, like a good quarter of them. And the yeah. rest of them were books that like I bought because I worked at bookstores. So I would get like mm -hmm. awesome discounts. So I would just pick books up left and right. And just be like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to read this. I've been meaning to read that. So, like, there's a lot of books in here that I haven't read. But there's also a lot of books that I have read. But then I acquire more books. So it kind of makes it harder. Mm. Um, and then there's also some books in here that are not, like, meant to be read like that. Like, I have the correspondence of Abraham Lincoln, like, oh. 1850 to 1864, uh, that I, like, bought for a class that I was taking. Like, I don't need to read through those because, like, that's a reference book. I'm saying, but yeah. I, have, I have fucking five volumes of it. So yes, I don't intend on reading that, but it is technically part of my library. Mm hmm. Well, I think, uh, I think we've probably discussed all that we've read so far, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so. And so you're gonna read perennial philosophy for next time, and you're at, gonna at some books. well, at some point. I don't know if I'm gonna read that next. I'm just saying okay. I think I'm interested enough to read it. But uh, gotcha, gotcha. yeah, I'm probably not gonna read Edward Bellamy. So so doc one number, and I'm at really at 38, I guess. All right. So I'm gonna go into my 32nd is gonna be. Um, uh, I I don't know which one I'm gonna do first. I think I might do the the narrative of of the life of Frederick Douglass. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then I'm gonna follow that up with A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. So, yeah, I'm going to... would Cool, because you've read Hemingway before, so this is... Yeah, I've done a lot of Hemingway this year. Yeah. And this is um, one of his, his more renowned ones. Right on. So I, uh, I, I've i got to finish 2001, so that's what I'll talk hey, about right. next time. I will definitely finish that. Um, I'm not going to finish the religious texts until at least November. Um because that's when the Quran will be over. I've calculated it, of course. I couldn't leave that unknown. Um, and so i got to finish 2001, and is there anything else right now? No, I haven't picked another book. Maybe I'll read the other Truman Capote book I got, which was Breakfast at Tiffany's, with another book in there, too. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's what I'll read, or maybe I'll just read Perennial Philosophy just to finish off all the books I borrowed from you. Um, I'll probably just end up doing that, to be honest. Uh, but I don't know. It'll be announced on Instagram when I slap a book down onto the onto the couch. And that's Yeah, indeed. So I'm I will. Try, uh, I'm going to try and finish some other side books that I have as well. To get cool. My, All right. Are you are you anywhere numbers. near finish? What's up? Pump up those numbers. You know what I'm saying. Indeed. Are you anywhere near finishing the uh, Verso books that you have? Remember the two that you got me. Oh, uh, which ones are those? Policing and trade union. I finished a long time ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but you you haven't finished End of Policing, have you? I think Policing I'm, I'm almost done with. I actually put that one down for a little while because which one was I reading? Did I? But I don't even remember if we if I if I said that as one of the books that you started reading. I don't think that maybe you, that should be a new a new a new number. I don't think that you did put that up there. I don't think we ever agreed on it, Ethan. But I've been counting books as I start them. Which is maybe not the most reasonable way to do it, but like it just seems. Uh, like... No, if you start count, if you started book, if you were counting with books that you started, I'd be like ahead of you because I have like nine other books that I have started. I just well, I've also them. I've also read all but one of the books that I said that I started, so uh, it's not like it's not like I'm failing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I have like like six or seven side books that I've been doing. I actually well, dude, just finish them all. Have you read uh, them all this year? I've been reading them all this year. That's Dude, like, just finish them then, and then just give me all these books. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? You can be ahead of me right now. I didn't know we were counting differently. I was like, when you slap, that's a new book. I didn't know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like the end, the end of the year is coming, and I'm just gonna be like, bang, I finished, bang, I finished, bang, I finished. It's gonna be like, tell me about it, man. I really want to see it happen. That would be awesome. You're gonna get, you're gonna get whiplash by all the the dicks. Because you know what, you, you know what, Ethan, I've had moments of doubt too. I don't know that I'm gonna finish. I really don't. But I'm. Yeah, it doesn't I'm matter. It's, I'm really we're, trying. We're Really we're, having a, we're having a good time. We're discussing. We're discussing. Boozy. It's going to be, it, it doesn't matter if we finish. Like, some people take this very seriously. Well, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's not like you have to commit seppuku if you don't finish. 9-12 is going to happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, that, 
That's the point where we cut this off. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. No, for real, though. Uh, I just want to say, uh, before we go again, one more time, um, congratulations to you uh for the last episode of you as a as a bachelor i i can't wait for our little ceremony for your wonderful matrimony um and that's it congratulations and Thanks, also sir. to tie that into a completely happy event uh 20 years is a crazy amount of time uh if anybody listens to this you know our hearts go out to anybody that happened to be affected by uh the tragedy in our country's history um, I don't know how much we talk, you know, in our context, right? Like how many people were reaching out here, but I don't know. It just seemed like a, an interesting milestone, uh, a crazy milestone, um, in history there. So figured I'd make a, at least, at least bring it up, ask you what your experience was. So time flies. Years. Time, time flies, man. 20 years makes me time feel flies. old now. Crazy shit. And, and we're only, we're, you know, I'm only just about to be a quarter of a century old. You've already meet, reached that milestone, but still, it's a, it feels like a lot, even though, you know, there are some people that are, you know, I've seen a lot more than we have, but I don't know. Life is crazy. Everything yes. moves on, I guess, though. Uh, we'll, we'll continue reading. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hang on a second. I didn't even copy the thing. Hang on. Hang on. Goodbye.